Sex and happiness both enrich our lives, yet it's surprising how few people can honestly say that they enjoy regular and fulfilling sex or describe themselves and their lives as happy. Host Lori Handlers helps you to experience real intimacy and happiness. You'll laugh a little, learn a little, and we hope put a smile on your face and a smile in your life. Now here's Lori. Hi everybody, this is Laurie Handlers and you're listening to Sex and Happiness, a show about your sex and your happiness. I'm very excited today. First of all, I'm in London and I'm in the studio with my guest. I'm interviewing somebody who calls herself an erotic blueprint coach. And basically what she does is bring people back to their essence. She helps people release stuck trauma and feel their deepest essence again. And um, she coaches people in relationship and in intimacy. She helps couples who are in sexless marriages find their spark again. So, you know, I'm very excited by that. There's a lot of potential in that. Um, And there's loads of couples who found each other a long time ago. And then over time, they became so familiar with each other that they don't have a spark anymore. They become best friends, but they're not like, they're not psyched to be with each other anymore. And so anyone that can help that and have success at that is exciting to me. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce you to Juliet Karaman. And <laughs> Juliet, thank you for being with me on Sex and Happiness today. Hi, Laurie. Thank you for having me here. Yeah. It's really exciting. <laughs> it's exciting and wonderful mm. to get the word spread about you and what you're doing. Um, so tell me how you came to be who you are. Like, I, you know, I don't, the way I look at it, when you were in high school or whatever it was, I don't think your guidance counselor thought you were going to be an erotic blueprint coach. <laughs> Definitely not. No. <laughs> no. So, um, so I'm Dutch. I'm living in London. I have four kids. Um, I was in, I thought a pretty happy marriage. Um, and then, yeah, at one point I try to turn around 40 and, um, my husband said something to my son and I just realized that, that, you know, I was so stuck and I was so, um, I just felt like I, I wasn't free and he was doing exactly the same. He was cramping us and what he was doing, what he'd done to me during my, my marriage or what I had allowed myself to become. Mm-hmm. Let's say it that way. Cause I'm always taking my own responsibility. What I just didn't know what, what it was. But then I said, no, you're not going to tell him what to do. He came to you with this desire and you just shut it down. So, um, divorce my husband. We're on great terms. Uh, we actually love each other a lot. So it was really very conscious uncoupling there. Um, and then I got into a relationship with a man who. Wait, how long were you married for? We were married for uh, 17 years. Okay. Four children. So, um, yeah. but, you know, we shared custody. The kids, um, kids were one week with him, one week with me. Uh, we've always made conscious decisions to be at their birthday parties together, to actually have lunch and dinner. Um, but in the beginning, I think it was, was a bit less frequent, but now it's once a week we see each other at least with the kids and to make sure that we're all together. And, and you know, the kids are older. They're um, late teens and early 20s. So that's actually really beautiful to be able 
to be with someone that you really love, but you just realized marriage wasn't the right, the right container for the two of us. Yeah. Good yeah. Thing. You had some real experience with um, being with someone that you loved, but then it lost its spark and it lost yeah. its drive for, for you wanting to stay there. It definitely lost its spark. And I think both of us didn't have the language in how to communicate this to each other. And it was more blame. And instead of really seeing, hey, what is it that we need here? How can we, how can we switch this back on? How can we, you know, we know that there's such deep love, but there's, yeah, you know, there's, there's something missing. There's that spark missing. Mm-hmm. So this, um, I think after that, I, I hadn't quite <laughs> learned yet. So I went back into another relationship and I gave all of myself. And, you know, he had three children. I have four. So we had like seven children, seven different holidays, seven different school schools to go to. It was like running an army. And at one point, um, you know, I knew something was didn't feel right. Mm. Um, but I, I was just kind of like, going at 100 miles an hour. And then at one point, my body just gave up. I started fainting. I've never been unhealthy in my life, but I I passed out um, walking two, three meters. So it took me nine months in and out of hospital um, to really figure out. The doctors didn't know what it was. Um, And our relationship got worse. The, you know, the kids... There, there was just a lot of pressure there and we weren't actually seeing eye to eye. So then when that relationship um, ended, I found orgasm meditation and, found, and really went deep into personal development and um, found that actually the sexual energy is you know, the orgasm, the, the chi really is the life force in us. And when you try to... Um, contain that and really by by being super masculine and, and structured and and not going for the more feminine the flow um you know things like this happen your body actually says hey <laughs> enough now put so, <laughs> right i know yeah. <laughs> it was crazy i mean my kids and 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 you know my then partner had to drive me everywhere I had to take her to walk me you know I was walking with a with a with a walking stick or with one of those rollers it was, it was crazy I wasn't you know yet 50 I was like 45 43 so you could so you could seriously say that um it sounds like you could seriously say that finding orgasmic meditation as people call it oming yeah one taste the organism the organization that that helped change you into realizing that you're a woman and that you had to go in, you had to start being in a flow rather than being uh, super penetrative. In the, I mean, when I know you, I, mean, I feel like you're both. I feel, <laughs> I feel like you're a really good balance of both. Um, but I think I am now, but before I was like, immediately, you know, would, would take things in, in, my, in the hands and say, no, no, I'll do this and that. So I spent... I think about three years just learning how to receive. And I was like, no, I, you know, giving is much better. And then I actually realized with, with orgasm meditation, with doing a lot of plant medicine, with going into Tantra and BDSM that no, you have to learn how to receive as well. And to really get into that uh, energetic flow where you can choose to be both either or, or in both. Yeah, I agree. You're uh 
the journey you're describing is not terribly unlike mine. Mm. I discovered the flow when I found Tantra. Yeah. But it really wasn't for me. It really wasn't until I joined ISTA and the faculty of ISTA that I actually found people in men's bodies that were really there to protect me, like really there to serve me and protect me, like starting with someone we both love, Frank Mondoze. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Frank showed me that I could relax and that he would handle things. He would handle details. He would show us where to put the luggage. He would call the cab. He would do whatever. And it took me a while to stop struggling with him. <laughs> right. <laughs> it, takes, it takes a while to actually not want to take charge, right? And then it's like, oh, exactly. I but can he, hand he this over to someone that. else and they're doing a good job. Exactly. Exactly. So I, Frank was one of the first people that ever showed me that I could relax. Mm. Um, and that spread, of course, into my personal life. Um, but it, it really was in ISTA where I felt like the men... Uh, my little girl felt safe to come out. Yeah, beautiful. With some men, and it happens with Omupani too. So a lot of people that you and I know in common yeah. and that we love, they hold the masculine sometimes in a way that I don't have to do it, and I imagine that's the same for you. That's absolutely it, and it, it took me a long time. Um, I now have some very close male friends that, you know, will just not let me do certain things. We're like, no, you sit back. This is, you know, we got this handled. And it, it took such a long time to accept that. Um, and, you know, with having four kids, you kind of are constantly in doing mode. And then it was like, oh, no, being is, you know, much more important or, you know, just as important, if not more important, mm-hmm. and actually radiate that out. And um, since I've started doing that, also, I've, I've noticed how it's affected the kids and that they don't come to me to fix everything anymore, where they've actually really taken a lot of responsibility themselves. That's such an important point. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, you know, that's so big because people who are mothers feel like they have to do everything. And the kids, when they think their mother's going to do everything like that, the kids don't take on responsibility. I mean, you said your first sentence in the show so far, you said, well, I like to take self-responsibility. Mm. And thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and guess what? Your kids need to learn that too, and they can't learn when you're doing everything for them. Absolutely. My boys have just moved out, and they're, um, they're in this, this great apartment in, in London. And yesterday, one of my sons, who's 20, called me and said, oh, mommy, how does a boiler work? And they've just moved out. So I said, okay, I'll come and, and try, to, try to see if I can get it working because I'm in the neighborhood anyway, and I'd love to, to see you and have a cup of tea. And... Um, in the meantime, I said, you know, you're renting a place. Can't you just, you know, call your landlady? So he did that all. And uh, he's like, oh, mom, I've just made you a cup of tea, but come and hang out and then, you know, see me for, for a little bit. You don't need to do the boiler. But it was like, great, you know, they're, so they're actually just doing their own stuff. I've, sometimes I have to bite my tongue and, and or, you know, actually stop myself from doing everything because, you know, I would furnish their apartment and do everything in two seconds and it would look amazing. But it's like, no. This is their life. They have yeah. to. They want to do this their way. That's perfectly fine too. That's great. Oh, good. 
Well, yeah. you also, before we go, before we, we're going to take a break in a moment, but you're in a new relationship. Yeah. How new it is, but you're in a relationship and I met the person that you're in a relationship with and how is it now? I mean, how, how do you, how do you navigate relationships? Uh, good question. Yeah, no, we're, we're, uh, we've been almost two years now and it's, it's mm -hmm. been, it's been really beautiful and I've actually learned how to let go and let him hold me. Um, the past two years have been really tough. My sister passed away. My, um, my father passed away in, in January and then my mother committed euthanasia in July. <gasps> so, you know, to oh be with God. me during that time is you know, pretty intense. And, and Alex was just wonderful and he's really stepped up and, and where I needed to rage and cry and scream. And, you know, he was there and he's not trying to fix me because I think that was one of the things where the men that I was with would always try to fix me. It's like, I don't, I'm not broken. Just, hold space for me be here for me so yes it's been wonderful in your life yeah it's there's been there's been a lot of uh it's been it's been very intense it was it was beautiful to be there for each one when they passed over um and i was i was you know holding them in the room um you know really they, they looked for to me for for um, permission to go all three of them ask, can I go now? And I'm like, of course you can. Um, so that's been really an intense um, period of my life and where, where, you, where I've also learned to really allow all the grief to come through whenever it wants to. Mm -hmm. So I'll be in the middle of making love with Alex and you know, all of a sudden I start crying and it's not flying everywhere. And he's like, oh, what did I do? I'm like, I know, it's, it's grief. It's this energy coming through me. Just let it go. Just yeah. hold <laughs> it's, we've been on some wild rides like that it's so good though to just let it flow and to know you yeah. know obviously to be self-aware enough to know you know and to tell your partner it's nothing you said it's nothing you did this is just yeah. what i'm feeling right now and i feel intimate enough and and open and vulnerable enough to just let it rip let it go through absolutely all right, we're going to take a little break here. And when we come back, we're going to find out what this is that you do with other people. What do you do with couples that helps them get into a space that's in the flow, like the space that you're in? So if you just tuned in, you're listening to Sex and Happiness. I'm Laurie Handlers. And today I'm interviewing Juliet Karaman. And Juliet is talking about the changes that she's gone through to be able to coach people to their deepest essence, how to release stuck trauma, what their erotic blueprint is. She's coaching people, and, um, and we're going to find out what it is that she does, and then later in the show you'll find out how to get in touch with her. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Did you ever stop to think that love is your birthright? That you don't need to earn it or prove it. You just need to live it. I'm personally inviting you to the path of true love, power, and freedom. If you're ready to enliven your soul through conscious sexuality and dive deeply into profound ritual that frees your heart, I'm inviting you to join us for the spiritual sexual shamanic experience. This is better known to most of you as the ISTA Level 1 training. I am regularly leading these courses along with a team of accomplished facilitators all around the world. 
As a matter of fact, these trainings have taken place in 34 countries. For information on when I'm leading, go to butterflyworkshops.com. Or for a full schedule, you can go to schooloftemplearts.org. Please consider this invitation seriously because love and freedom are your natural state of being. Are you wondering what book to read to jumpstart your life? Get the best from relationships? Attain the deepest feelings of intimacy? Do you want the best sex along with great happiness? Get your copy of Sex and Happiness, The Tantric Laws of Intimacy by Lori Handlers right now. You'll learn how to make love in the unknown, take the performance anxiety and reaching a goal out of sex. You'll learn subtle ways of communication and really important practices to empower you when dealing with an intimate partner. You'll let go of blame and struggle. Doesn't this sound great? Sex and happiness puts the innocence back into sex and gives Tantra the respect it deserves. Take charge of your life, physically, emotionally, and spiritually with Sex and Happiness by Lori Handlers, only nineteen ninety nine paperback and fourteen ninety nine ebook. Order your copy today by going to butterflyworkshops.com. That's butterflyworkshops.com for your copy of Sex and Happiness. My question for people right now is if you're a woman who could use a little zest and zing in your arousal response, or maybe you know women or a woman who could use this, because many women say that their feelings of desire, arousal, and sexual satisfaction don't happen as naturally or as often as they'd like. So I want to tell you about Zestra, because Zestra was developed to meet this much-needed option for women. Uh, Zestra safe and a patented blend of botanical oils and extracts, and it's created to help women have increased sexual sensations. Zestra comes in convenient single-dose personal packets. Each packet keeps the essential arousal oils and extracts free, fresh, and safe from light. And with application of Zestra, it starts to work within three to five minutes. And at about ten minutes, there's something called the Zestra Rush. And that can last up to about 45 minutes. The great news is that Zestra can be used as frequently as you like during each sexual experience. Now, I'm somebody who believes that all women deserve sexual satisfaction. That's why I do this show, in case you hadn't noticed. So, I believe that men and women deserve sexual satisfaction. So, if you're a woman who isn't getting that kind of arousal response that you want, please call 877-426-8047. That's 877-426-8047. And please remember to say you heard about Zestra from Laurie Handlers on the Sex and Happiness Show. We're back with Sex and Happiness, and again, I'm Laurie Handlers. I'm interviewing Juliet Caraman. And um, Juliet, so how, so pro, I'm imagining that, you know, you went to orgasmic meditation and Tantra and BDSM and some other things, and then you realized you had a knack for, um, for explaining this to people or for taking them through the similar processes that you had been through. So Tell us a little bit about what it is that you do. Someone calls you and they're they're in a marriage and they're stuck. Do you see both people? Do you see one person? You know, what what do you do? 
It kind of depends on what who calls me. Often it's it's the woman who's stuck and she'll call me and she says, I want to work on myself. And then, you know, we, we start coaching and I start um, helping her with with what it is that she really wants to feel and to really get in touch with her desires. Um, and often it turns out that actually, you know, the marriage, they're not having a lot of intimacy. They're, you know, they're busy with the kids or the kids have, have left now. And they've kind of gotten into this rut where, you know, they, they see each other in the morning and they sleep in the same bed, uh, you know, kiss and they do things together. But it's not like they really know what the other person really wants. I don't really remember anymore what it was like to hold hands or to touch or to, to have intimate yeah, um, sex and, and beautiful out-of-body experiences. They're just like, yeah, we might have sex once a month or maybe not at all or some people haven't had it in years. And so I'm kind of like a detective. I um, I take both of them on. Often I'll take, take uh, I'll meet with them both either on Zoom or in person. And um, I meet with them separately first and then really see what it is that um, that they need. And then also I take them through something which is called the erotic blueprint um, program. I'm a certified coach and this is, has been done by Jaya May. She, um, she discovered this where we all have a blueprint an energetic blueprint, a, a way into our sexuality. What is the way that um, we have the most pleasure um, in our sensuality? There's a test we can do online. There are a lot of a uh, lot of things that will give me clues how people talk, what they how they how they touch things. Do they like certain kinds of touch? So we go through this all, and then I will build a program if they both want to do it um, on how to actually expand once you find out if you are essential. Uh, if you, first of all, there's energetic. Energetic um, blueprint is where you like very light touch or no touch at all. You know, you are in, in, influenced by cell phones near you. You can feel that. You can feel the energy throw, moving through your body. You feel it's when you enter a room and people are angry and all of a sudden you just feel this closeness in your own body. That's one of the blueprints and so it's sensual and that's much more, um, you know, you like silk fabrics, you like uh, sensual touch, you're very much into, into smelling, into tasting food. Um, but at the same time, you also have a shadow you could have um, is like, oh, when it comes to sex, lots of things come into my mind and the room needs to be perfect or what do I look like in this? You know? <laughs> yeah, like, oh my God. You know? So you have all these things come into your mind. Oh my God. I know. So so there's five of these and the next one is sexual and there's kinky and then there's shapeshifter, shapeshifter is everything. So you have these five blueprints and actually you just become a detective. It's like, okay, so this is my blueprint. And often the husband isn't the same blueprint. So they've been having sex and they've been communicating and you know, they've actually lost that intimacy because they don't know how to communicate in that certain way. So I then set up um, 
explorations where they they'll spend a day uh, or you know a few a date night night or day actually really exploring which kind of touch the other partner likes yeah. i'll do one person first and then the other person so not not the same day because sometimes yeah it just feels a bit like too much for tit for tat i'm like oh i like this and he liked that so i should like it too and to see people relax and to really like be like new lovers again like like getting giddy it's like oh my god this is so exciting i didn't know this about you so, so that's super beautiful <laughs> You know, I'm so I'm going. Okay, I'm I want you to give me the test. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm like I'm like I want to know. I'm definitely not the first one, and I'm definitely not the second one. So I must be the third, fourth, or fifth. Um, but I'm excited about uh, knowing it now. This is kind of like um, the five love languages. Yeah, but it's different. It's it's in the it's in it's more in the sensuality. Like it's not so much like what love language am I acknowledging you in? But that's kind of good too. This is more like, how do I touch you? Yeah, it's very much, how do I touch you? How do I speak to you? How do I create create an environment that, you know, that we can both relax into this and actually have, um, you know, beautiful, intimate time. I love it. I bring in other things as well because um, I do a lot of trauma release, which often when when people are starting to to build this intimate relationship back up there'll be some triggers there'll be there'll be something there'll be an image um a thought an emotion or a, a body sensation of some instant in our life which you know we froze and we keep repeating it and we keep right. getting stuck in that loop so uh, which then holds us back from really fully being ourselves Right. With ourselves and with our lover. I mean, it's it's mostly for ourselves. So I take them through some trauma release uh, exercises, which um, which I've learned and which um, I'm certifying in as well. And um, it's so quick. I mean, I've done lots of modalities. I've done EFT and and you know NLP and all kinds of things. But this one is so quick and so long lasting. Oh, good. I mean so, that. To me, that's the mo- that's probably the most important thing. That's what I see all the time in my work in ISTA and in my work outside of ISTA. People are stuck, frozen solid in their trauma. Yeah. And actually defending it. And, um, I mean, that's where... the I think that's where the whole Me Too... <laughs> to me, that's where the whole hashtag Me Too movement comes from. Absolutely. Yeah, and not being able to move past it because it's frozen in the body and in the mind and, and yeah, and it just keeps reenacting it. Yeah. So I love that you have some technique where you untraumatize whoever someone is in the couple. I mean, usually it's known to the other partner, but they don't know, you know, they just tiptoe around it. Mm. And it could be something as stupid as, as you know, it doesn't need to be stupid deep, deep sexual trauma. I mean, obviously, very often that does come up. Yeah. But, you know, we have traumas all the time, just things, just thoughts that we resend in our brain. It's like, oh, I didn't like the way that you, um, 
you know, that you, you held open the door for me or you didn't. And then, you know, that will just subconscious, will just sink in somewhere into our body and into our mind. And it's like, oh, well, we're going to blame him for that all the time. And this is like, okay, let's do a little process. Boom, gone. And then afterwards, it's like, oh, <laughs> that was, that was easy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, that's amazing. So that's great. So you do that with them. Yeah. And you can do that over Zoom too. I can actually, yes. Um, I remember taking someone to a, through a trauma release, a client who um, who had some really deep um, trauma when when she was two. It started as as early as a baby of two. Um, so to hold her through that and to take space. It was a little bit clunky because, you know, we were on video together and she needed to do certain movements. Mm-hmm. But to actually have her shift that, it was incredible. And afterwards she's like, oh my God, why have I held on to this for so long? Mm-hmm. And it's completely changed her relationship with men. It's, it's, it's with her husband. Um, it's completely changed her relationship to, um, to eating, to, um, to alcohol. And she says, I don't need these things to numb me anymore. Wow. So, yeah, it's really beautiful. Um, yeah, I find that that's, um, people have these traumas. And I think it's unbeknown, like she held on to it for so long because it was unbeknownst to her. Like yeah. if somebody knows they have it, that's one thing, but traumas are usually in the shadow. That's it. You can't, don't find them until you, know, you go in and do some work. And someone's holding the space and can point it out to you. I mean, yeah. if we could all just do it by ourselves, that would be wonderful, but it, I don't think it happens like that. I mean, for me... Like I knew when I started to do emotional release techniques that it was my responsibility to deal with my anger. And I didn't know what caused my anger. And the truth is, you know, I don't even know now. Mm. But I still did it because I didn't want to blame anyone or anything anymore. I just wanted to move on. And so I had to do it. So I did it myself. But for the most part, I think people need someone holding them to do it. I think you're right. I think holding space for someone, especially in the beginning, is just so important. I mean, I use these techniques. I use like polarity techniques with my mother when she was dying, when she, you know, going up to the euthanasia. It, it like I, I spent you know, a lot of time for the last few months, and the last not ten days, I was there with her, and I, every day I would work with her, and I tell her to um, one of the polarities that we did was dying and being born. Mm. And then it takes a charge out of either of them. And you know, she goes into her essence. And at one point, you, know, you could just see her shine. And she's like, what is it that you do? I'm like, I'm not afraid anymore. I want this. And there was a tiny bit of fear. And that's gone too now. Wow. So it was, uh, yeah, it was deeply, deeply beautiful to be able to do that. And I think... Um, I've always somehow followed the path and then something has always come up to have me help other people. Like um, I did plant medicine and then I did toad, which kind of brought back my near death experience, which I could then explain to my sister who was dying and then explain to her what it feels like to die. Well, what it feels like to me to die. I mean, everyone mm-hmm. obviously different, 
And it's just been incredible. It's like all these things have all of a sudden just shown up and I've gone for them. And then someone has shown up that needed exactly that skill. Yeah. Toad, so you did combo? Is that what you're talking about when you said you did toad? No, combo is, no, this is, um, this is the other one. Uh, Sacred toad. Um, mm. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've just now completely blind. Well, I heard about it. I just heard about it in Arizona. Yeah, combo is, is a frog. The other one is buffo. Mm-hmm. That's, there you go. Yeah, okay. So it's, 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 but a lot it's, of my friends have been doing this toad thing in, uh, yeah. or some other frog thing in Arizona. But yeah, there's the frog that you burn your 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 skin and it really cleanses you. And then there's the toad, which is buffo, which you inhale and it's like a 20, 30 second. And it's complete ego death. You become air and you become everything except, yeah. And, and it's like, like going over. Wow. Amazing. Very brave, too. <laughs> Quite intense. <laughs> so if... So... Um, so would you say that mostly you do your sessions on Zoom or people, or, or, or as a combination? I mostly do Zoom. And then if people do want to meet, um, we do VIP days. Um, I travel the world a lot. So sometimes we'll meet you know, wherever they are or uh, wherever I am, they fly mm-hmm. into it. Um, but yeah, I, I would say most of it is on Zoom. And then, of course, yes, if people do want to learn how to, you know, to actually be hands-on, I can, uh, I can create VIP days or weekends. Beautiful. Really yeah. beautiful. So, um, so we're going to take another break. When we come back, we're going to find out um, who, how to get in touch with you, who would call you, what, they, how, how kind of, what kind of clarity do they need, you know, this kind of thing. Um, and, and, uh, and any tips that you might have for people who finding themselves stuck. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So this is Laurie Handlers. I'm, this is sex and happiness, the show, and I'm interviewing Juliet Caraman and we're really talking about, um, you know, we're talking about a journey that Juliet had to go on in order to free herself and where she is moving towards and then where she's taking people who, who are following in her footsteps, people who are coming aware, coming awake, coming alive and getting unstuck, especially in the area of relationships. So... Stay tuned. We're going to come back and we'll find out some tips and we're going to find out how you can get in touch with Juliet. If all of a sudden you're listening to the show and you go like, I need that. Because I'm going, I need that. I need the, I need the erotic blueprint. I have to know. I, I know what I am, but I, I'm so curious now. And to me, it's more important than astrology. <laughs> so we'll be right back. Stay tuned. So many times you've heard Lori talk about emotional release on this show. She says over and over again how important it is for you and your loved ones. Now you can do emotional release in the privacy of your own home. And you can practice Lottie Han too, meditation that prepares you for making love in the unknown. 
In her CD, Shamanic Release and Lottie Han, she creates a safe and sacred space in which you can do the powerful work Lori is known for in her Butterfly Workshops courses. Lori sets you up with the proper positioning and breathing. Then she guides you through each emotional state to the beat of tribal African rhythms. This CD actually provides an easy way to do emotional clearing work on a regular basis. Order your copy of Shamanic Release and Lottie Han today and watch your relationships walk free of emotional baggage. To order your copy, go to ButterflyWorkshops.com right now. As a sex and happiness coach, I understand that increased sexual participation intensifies sexual responsiveness and desire, as well as overall health and well-being. My experience with a Sibian has personally increased my sexual response, and I can now train women to use this machine to have peak orgasms as often as possible. I strongly believe this will add to their health and well-being whether they have a partner or not. The beauty and the miracle of the human body is that it adapts and changes much more rapidly than people change their beliefs or their opinions. The Sibian can make any woman's body more resilient with each peak orgasm. Sibian is an amazing experience, often described as the Lamborghini of sex toys. If you're a woman and you can get yourself to look at Sibian, you should do so. It won't take away from your partner. It will only add, trust me on this, I love my Sibian. Go to Sibian.com. That's S-Y-B-I-A-N dot com or call 1-800-253-6135. That's 800-253-6135. And say Lori Handler has told you about Sibian. And by the way, if you do have a partner, ask about Venus for Men. That's Venus, V-E-N-U-S for Men. This is Sex and Happiness, and today we're talking about, we're really talking about a coaching, essence coaching, or um, sensuality coaching, or couples coaching. It's all kind of weaving itself in uh, through Juliet, uh, who's bringing light and new possibilities to bear in the area of relationships. So, Juliet, um, what kind of people should call you? Who should, who, who should call you um, what, when they notice what? What would be the tip? I think when you notice that there's no joy, there's no spark in your life anymore, and you're just kind of like an automatic pilot going to work or dropping off the kids or, you know, just doing your things and then, you know, coming home at night, drinking a glass of wine and, binging on Netflix or TV and just kind of thinking, is this all there is to life? Mm. Yeah. People in, in relationships that absolutely adore each other, but just kind of think like, where, where has that, where has the intimacy gone? Where do we only talk about the children or the bills or, you know, what needs to be done in the house? Where do we, you know, blame each other for, oh, you haven't picked up the, the, the washing from the laundry like I asked you, or you didn't buy me the bottle of milk. And, you know, and he's saying, well, why isn't dinner ready? And things like this where you're just cohabiting 
And you're not asking each other, but, you know, what is something, you know, if, if money were no object, what would you be doing? Where would you be living? Mm. No, really. What actually is sparking you? Yeah, what is it? And where have, have we lost that joy? And, you know, can you stop 10 minutes and, and whatever you're doing and actually just hold your partner and take him, take him or her for a little dance and swirl around the, the room and it's like, where do you where where do you forget doing this mm. and then when you start doing it where does that bring you so much joy you're like oh my god i can't believe we forgot to do stuff like this yeah it's so good you know i call that hallway time when right. you meet each other and you don't have you like i i spent time with you today mm-hmm. oh yeah we were you were reading the paper at the you know or you were reading something on the internet at breakfast and i was uh doing my thing and I yeah I spent time with you but we didn't look at each other like to me that's hallway time absolutely oh and the devices that we have now I mean look at it classical thing people go to bed in the same bed turn off their lights um, but you know still quickly check something on their phone it's like where is that killing intimacy where is it killing the 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 conversation just like oh yeah how how is your day today? It's like oh no, quickly let's check Facebook or quickly put the alarm clock on. I tell people take the phone out of the bedroom, yeah. get an alarm clock. It costs you no money whatsoever. <laughs> it costs you less than a coffee does at Starbucks or whatever one of the the big chains. Get an alarm clock, leave the phone outside, and actually those last few minutes while you're sn- while you're going to sleep, you know maybe ask each other saying hey, what is it that you you know tell me what you what you love about me mm. or tell me what you want more of. And I often have couples do dyads like that, you know, tell me and then something and then really go very deep, go each way for, for about 20 minutes or so. So they can really feel that the other person is holding space and that they can excavate what it is they actually want because often they don't, they don't know. And it's like, Oh, mm. I don't know. I just know what I don't want. Yeah. Oh, isn't that amazing? Right. <laughs> I think I was one of those. I'm like, oh, I don't know. When, when I was getting divorced, he's like, well, what do you want? I'm like, I don't know, but I know what I don't want. And I don't want this. <laughs> so my poor ex-husband, you know, if I'd done a bit more personal development before then, who knows? <laughs> anyway, it's, 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 it's a way, it's a path that we have to go through, right? It's a skill. Yeah. It's, a, it's actually a skill to develop that which I do want versus that which I don't want. Like, I want this, I want this, I want this. You feel like, one, we're too selfish. One, it's too self-centered. One, it's too this, it's too that. Like, we were taught not to say what we want directly. So it's a huge skill to be able to say that to somebody and then actually have them get it and like it. Yeah, absolutely. And also, it's a real skill to learn how to say no. Mm. and not to have to explain why no. Or say you say, oh, no, because this and that will make some little excuse. But to really check in with your body, is that, do I want to do that or not? And then just no. Yeah. That's good stuff, really, really good stuff. So if people want to find you, I'm going to give your email address. Is that okay? Perfect, yes. Yeah, I think that's it. You're kind of in a bit of a transition right now where you're developing your new website. That's correct. It's not ready yet. It will be a bit of a name change, too. 
Yeah, yeah, it's darkobsidian.co.uk, but the website's not up yet, but it, it will be within a few It's darkobsidian.co.uk, okay. That's correct. Because my listeners don't listen always exactly the week that my shows come out. Perfect. And sometimes they listen to shows again, so that's good. Let me give your email address. If you want to get in touch with Juliet, you can go to, you can write to her at JC Caraman, K A R A M A N, at me.com. JC Caraman, K A R A M A N, at me.com. So if you want to make an appointment with Juliet, if you want to explore, if you hear this and you're going, I'm in one of those relationships. Bloody hell, you know, like I, I can't, I'm, I'm in one of those relationships until they just spoke about it, I didn't realize. Or maybe you did realize, but you've been in silent desperation. This would be a time for you to write her an email and just go, I heard this. I heard you speak with Laurie and I need to talk to you. And then Juliet will take it from there. She'll get back in touch with you and, and you know, see if she can work with you. And maybe you're single and you're stuck. I mean, maybe you're not even in a relationship, but you recognize yourself from all the descriptions we just gave of the other relationships. So maybe you need to take this on yourself before you get into a new relationship, getting unstuck. That's what I would recommend. So, Juliet, do we have one tip maybe that we can give people? Like, should they look in the mirror or what? (laughs) Well, I would say really it all starts with loving yourself. And one of the things I actually did do was look at myself in the mirror and spend every day you know, saying, I love you. And it took me such a long time to really actually believe it. And then to look at myself and to really say, hey, I have the best interest for me, myself at heart. And then I started exploring what kind of touch I wanted what what do I like? It's like start becoming a detective a little bit. What what do you like? What don't you like so much? Do you like soft touch? Do you like the way that fabric rubs against you? Can you, you know? Do you not can't wait to get naked because your skin just needs to breathe? But really start feeling into it. What kind of touch do I like to give myself? stroking, more kneading, you know, like a little spank on, on my leg or my bottom, you know, it's, it's all available. Mm-hmm. It sure is, but you have to communicate. Someone can't guess all that. That's correct. And we often don't know what we like until we you know, start exploring. We just hope for the best, and that's not hoping for the best doesn't really no, we always expect our partner to read our minds like oh i want this and that and often that mind keeps getting jumbled with different signals so exactly. we don't know it he he or she obviously doesn't know it exactly well i love this thank you so much for coming on to sex and happiness today i um i know that there are people that are my listeners that need this this is um I'd like to feel like this was um, commonplace that people just sought out somebody like you and that they would they would stop living in silent desperation and start really living. And so that's what I see you as doing, contributing to the real living of people. Thank you. <laughs> it's been great being here. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, Juliet. Okay, so again, that's 
J-C-K-A-R-A-M-A-N at me.com. And I also have an Instagram account, which is exactly the same, J.C. Caraman. Okay, wonderful. So they can find you on Instagram. They can find you by emailing you. And soon, darkobsidian.co.uk will be the new website. That's correct. So everybody, please tune in next time when I'll have another amazing guest that will teach you about your sex and your happiness. Of course, they go together. And... You know, I've proved my point over and over again that they go together. My, my guests come on and they talk about it. So here we are. We're sending you love and I'm saying namaste for this time. I'll be back with you next time with another amazing guest. This is Laurie Hammers tuning out. Thank you for joining us today for Sex and Happiness. To learn more about Lori and her work, please go to ButterflyWorkshops.com or follow her on Twitter or Facebook. You can send her an email at sexandhappiness at gmail.com. We'll see you again right here next week for another edition of Sex and Happiness. Oh,